Episode 238 A Visit to a Medium Hello uh, and welcome. Um, I'm trying something new out today. I've got, um, I don't know what it is actually, it's some sort of uh, soundproofing device um, that I talk into <laughs> with a microphone in the middle um, and basically hopefully gives you a bit of a better sound. Uh, some of the ambient noise, hopefully you'll be uh, not able to hear. I'm in my home office at the moment. I have quite a large PC, which makes quite a bit of noise. Uh, and there's also me, I, quit, I make quite a lot of noise as well. <laughs> but uh, hopefully it'll uh, it'll be a better experience. I may invest in a, a new microphone as well. Um, I was online looking at them there earlier, but there's just such a huge selection of them. I'm not quite sure which would be... Uh, the right one for me um so anyway i've invested in a comfy chair i've invested in some of this soundproofing around the microphone and here we go so um i mean as you probably if you've listened to any of my previous episodes podcasts you know uh, i don't think i'm a very spiritual person um i consider myself to be quite um i don't know what the word is is it academic is it scientific is it realistic? Um, and for most of the things that I think about and do at any level, it's around evidence. And if there's evidence and something's proved, then it's it's a fact, isn't it, you know? Um, so uh, when it comes down to, I don't know, the afterlife, uh, people, in, you know, wherever they are now, you know, um, people who've died and moved on. Um, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I think I have a healthy scepticism. I'm very sceptical about these things. But um, I have an interest as well. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things. I suppose it's a bit like being an agnostic. And uh, a lot of atheists, I think, are slightly agnostic in a sense of, well, you know what, if someone proves it's here, there you go now. Well, there you go. <laughs> like, you know, so. So I had an experience, um, it was about um, 20 years ago now. It was quite a while ago. I've been to, um, well, shall we say, on the advice of others, I'd been to having me yeah, tarot cards read and things like that, you know. I'd been to mediums and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, if I'm honest, they were rubbish. Um, there was very vague, areas, you know, there was nothing uh, definitive. There was nothing obvious. There was nothing, you know, that you go, oh, yeah, that makes, uh, that makes perfect sense, you know. <laughs> um, so I did have the opportunity to see a medium in Terenier. Uh, Terenier is just outside. Um, it's, it's considered it's within the M50, so it's not Dublin, but um, not in the centre of Dublin, uh, right in the centre. I've driven through it many times on the commute, actually. I'm very close to it on the commute, if not through it, depending on the commute. Um, I basically saw this uh, this medium there, and um, it was very interesting. So I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about it, and uh, maybe you can make up your own minds. I mean... The problem I have is, it's like UFOs, isn't it? That um, a person who wants to believe, you know, any evidence is enough to believe in aliens and whatever. And those who uh, don't believe, well, any evidence is enough not to believe, isn't it? You know, so it's a, it's a funny one, really. But anyhow, so my experience was I went to see this medium and I was a little bit nervous going in. I think it was 30 minutes, you guess, in, in the room uh, with this woman. Uh, I'm not going to mention her name, um, but... Uh, she had a very good reputation. So I remember sitting down feeling quite nervous. 
Um, and the first thing I think I said to her was, well, <laughs> I don't really know any dead people. Um, I'm a lot younger than I was than I am now. Like, I mean, it's 20 years ago, I was in my late 20s. I actually didn't know uh, that many people who were dead. Um, obviously, you, you know, your older relations, you know, grandparents and things like that, fair enough, you know. And as you get that point, I think I had at least one grandparent still alive. Uh, my parents were still alive, all that sort of stuff, so... I didn't really know. No, I genuinely didn't know that many people were dead. So I was sort of not expecting many people to turn up, really. You know, not you know, knew me like you know that sort of way. So, um, and I didn't know what was going to happen if there was going to be like you know a bit of incense or a crystal ball or something. But there wasn't any of that, you know. And uh, you know, um, fairly quickly she was telling me that um, there was some there was someone there like you know who wanted to. Uh, who wanted to sort of talk to me. I'll just let the presence be known. Um, I think it was a woman that arrived first off, but she didn't have much to say anyway. That was, that's what was her parents. But she wants to know that I was there, that she was there, so I was there, I was obviously there, that she was there, you know, and uh, it's a bit confusing that she was there, but she didn't say who she was, and I sort of had to guess, you know. And in your mind, I'm going, well, uh, it could be my grandmother on my dad's, my mother's on my dad's side, my grandmother. Yeah, she was quite quiet, maybe. It was her, you know, because she was definitely dead and could have been, you know. But when you start doing this surmising, it's almost like you're filling the blanks. So I wasn't overly impressed with this, you know, this quiet woman coming along saying she's there, you know. That doesn't really do, do much, you know. But then um, she changed and said, there's a gentleman. A gentleman arrived, you know, and he wants to talk to you. like that. And I was interested, I was intrigued why she would say gentleman. Why would you say gentleman? Why wouldn't you just say this, this man here, you know? Um, but as it turned out, he was dressed in a suit and a waistcoat and he was very smart, you know? Um, and I didn't sort of, I didn't catch this straight away as to who it could be. Uh, both my grandfathers were dead. My mother's father and my um, father's father was dead. So it could be either of them. And at first I sort of went for my father's father, you know? Uh, and he got very upset over this. Anyway, this this spirit, he got really upset. And uh, he could tell that she, no, 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 he's shouting at me, he's shouting, telling me his name, you know. And I'm like, ah, okay. And, I, I, you know, thinking back and, and what I've heard about him, he probably would have got upset over confusing the two of them because they were on completely polar opposites in, in many ways. And she says to me, he's shouting his name at me. And I'm sitting there going, just go on and give us his name. And, you know, it's Thomas. It's Thomas. <laughs> is what she said to me. And you know the very strange thing? Um, his name was Thomas. <laughs> she said he died suddenly. He had 88. He had a massive heart attack. A good innings though, you know. He had a good life, I think. You know, he'd done okay. 88 wasn't bad. Um, and yeah, so I was a little bit blown away by this. I mean, you hear a lot of these mediums, they say things like, is there a Mary in the audience? Is there a John here? You know, Thomas, well, that's, that's quite a popular name now, you know. Um, yeah, okay, you know, so, you know, so he's saying it was Thomas and they're getting upset. That sort of rang true to me, I have to say. I would imagine getting upset. And I would say, Tom, Thomas is it, Thomas is it, you know. I have only a very few vague memories of him when he was in his 60s when I was very young, you know, but... Um, I can imagine him, and he was always very smart now, a very smart man, so that sort of made sense, you know. He also, he, he had a business, um, his father had a business, inherited a business, and he's into a lot of carpentry and woodworking type of a business. 
And uh, she then said to me something along the lines of, he's having a laugh, he's having a bit of a giggle. Uh, and I said, over what, you know? Over the floor. Over the floor. And it was... <laughs> now, I could have put two and two together and got four here, but we, I just had the attic converted. I had to do some sort of weird reinforcing in the attic because the attic wasn't designed to have a floor in it, you know? Anyway, they put some beams in and all sorts of stuff. And there was a floor in there, and these cross members, it was ridiculous. The amount of structure they had to add into the floor to make this floor. And this was going on at this time. And it just tweaked the floor, the floor in the attic. You know, maybe I was making a connection when there wasn't one. I don't know. But uh, it seemed like there was a connection to me, you know. Uh, and the other thing as well is I'm in the process of buying a car. And the parting phrase before he flew away back into the ether was, it's good news about the car, is what she said. And then he disappeared, you know. So, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm not aware of anybody giving this medium any information about me. Um, I am uh, English. I was born in England. I live in Ireland. I have lived in Ireland for over 20 years. Um she would have known I was English maybe by my accents. I don't think it's ever left me uh, as hard as I might try <laughs> for it to go. <laughs> I still sound a bit English. Um, could she have guessed at Thomas? She could have done. Could she have guessed at the gentleman thing? Well, you know, maybe guys a couple of generations ago were always very smart, weren't they, you know? So maybe that's fair enough as well, you know? Um, the floor in the attic. I mean, it could have been a useless thing, couldn't it? The floor. I mean, she had no way of knowing. I don't, you know, there would be no conversations definitely that she would have known um, about any floor that was going on. And it was a floor and I made the connection. And then the thing about the car. Um, yeah, that was... Uh, but I'm not sure how she could have picked any of that up from me or, you know, anything like that. So I did leave quite emotional in some ways, you know, that... Uh, She'd give she'd give me this information, and it's sort of ironic in a sense for me because even if it was all made up, even if it was just some very clever mentalist stuff going on, it was still a nice experience. This is the thing. Even if she just a stab in the dark at the name Thomas and got it right, you know, the gentleman at the outfit, you know, the car, the floor. She maybe she just guessed at these things. Maybe it's just a stab in the dark and got it right. It was nice. It actually felt nice. I felt comfort from this, you know. Not been a spiritual person. Um, I felt that this is actually quite nice. I was quite emotional at the end of it all. Uh, and I didn't notice that when she was sitting uh, in the room, she had a little Dunn's um, stores carrier bag, a little carrier bag next to it. And I remember getting in the car afterwards, still feeling a bit emotionally sensitive, you know. Being a man, we're not really, men aren't really in touch with our emotions, are we? Feeling a little bit emotional. We were getting back in the car there to drive home. And I could see it uh, just walking up the streets with this Dunn's carrier bag. I don't know where she was going. Maybe she was going to the shops. Maybe she was going home. And thinking, wow, you know, this this is something special. Uh, and there's one thing that I would, you know, I would never deny is it was a special moment, you know, whether it was a trick, a charade, maybe, you know, she's got someone doing research. Maybe the receptionist was talking to somebody that knows me, you know, all this sort of stuff. Maybe all that, you know, maybe all that did go on. Who knows? Who, I don't know why I actually don't care. Um, because it was a really, really nice, uh, emotional and moving experience. And one that now, here I am, more, 20 years later, can still uh, not explain. But I'm, I'm quite happy that I can't explain it. 